0: You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi,
1: And welcome to this episode of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. And boy, do we have a good one for you today. We got two superstars here in the studio I am your host, Richard Franci, and this is podcast episode number 1,237, and it's interview number 1,550. We're the longest-running business podcast in Orange County, having started to air in 2009. Yeah! Thank you! No, no, don't stop. Don't stop. Okay. Anyway, uh, content is king. (laughs) (laughs) Especially when it comes to digital marketing. It says so right here. So... Can you so sorry so how can you see and use this content to target your customers' prospects to generate leads and sales? Well I've got two experts here in, not one, but two experts here in the studio. Angelo Ponzi, founder of the Ponzi Group, and Steve Pitchford of SCO Search Optimizers. And they're both here today to tell us how to utilize and have fun with interactive approach to leave a digital footprint. Welcome to the show, gentlemen. Thank you, Rick. Thank you, Rick. It's good to have you it's a pleasure on Pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you back. These are veterans. They're members of the Critical Mass community. They're part of our faculty. They've given a numer- numerous talks on various different subjects to our community of CEOs and business owners. They're giving one of the workshop talks at our September 20th all-member yep. event. And so I've asked them to come on the show today and hit the highlights of what they're going to be sharing with peer CEOs and business owners later in the year. So let's start by saying... Um, let's. What do you do? Angelo, what's your path? To, I know your background, but for our audience who may not know you from the Business Growth Cafe right. here on octalkradio.net, what, what's your story, my friend?
0: Well, I'm a fractional CMO, and I, I'll keep it high level. And I tend to play in three areas, insights, brand, and plan. So, going out and getting information from customers, from the marketplace, from competitors, and internally within the organization, leveraging that information to create brand strategies, messaging strategies, and ultimately leading into plans for driving business growth.
1: Okay. And you do that very well. I hear. Thank you. You've been doing it for quite some time. (laughs) I have. He has a lot of experience, ladies and gentlemen. I'm I'm younger than I look. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And Steve Pitchford of Search Optimizers. What's your background, buddy?
2: Well, I started out, you know, in the analog world, and things changed a little bit in 2018 or 2008. So I moved on to digital, and uh, it's been a learning curve, steep learning curve since then. But we focus on search engine optimization which uh, really gives you rankings on Google, which drives traffic, leads, and sales. And
1: it's really, uh, for those of you that might be listening to the live stream and caught an earlier show, because we did a number of shows here today on octalkradio.net, we had a guest who talked about how the positive impact for SEO was on her business, and uh, that may be a show that you want to listen to. So it was earlier today. Her name is Colleen House, and uh, make sure you take a listen to that show. But we're not talking about that show. We're talking about YouTube guys. <laughs> we about and right this now, show. Come on. Let's you go. You guys. Who do you have, Steve, what are your clients? What type of clients do you work the best with?
2: Well, we work the best with small businesses that want to grow. They want, they want a visibility on the search engines. They want to drive traffic through their website so that they can, you know, convert those leads into engaged prospects and customers. Um, it's a broad range. I mean, we work with manufacturers, retail, health, healthcare. care. It, it's quite a range.
1: Right and Angelo, who do you work with?
0: Yeah, so I try to focus on I'll say two to three million to about a hundred million dollars, both. B2B and B2C, but I do have to say probably about 65 or 70 percent of my business right now is in the B2B world. And typically it's an organization that may have marketing people, but they're more tactically driven. And the, and the C-suite is looking for more strategy approach to helping to grow their business. And that's where I get involved.
1: And I have firsthand experience seeing you do that for a client here in Orange County. Great people needed direction. And by giving them kind of the playbook. They've been able to execute that playbook to perfection. But without it, I don't know that they would have, they might have gotten there, but not certainly not as quickly as you did with the robustness of the plan that you laid out for them.
0: Yeah, well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah,
1: so that's really great. We're going to talk about your talk. So we're talking about a talk. We're going to share some of the big ideas today for the, what you're planning to share with my CEOs and business owners. So, what's the main idea for your workshop keynote that you're going to be delivering in September?
2: Well, from my perspective, Rick, uh, the big thing is that if you have a content strategy, you're going to be able to be more focused on that audience that you're going after, and it's going to ultimately, in the the end, save you money, it's going to drive more ROI, and it's going to be way more effective. But the big idea also is that content drives rankings, which drives traffic, which nurtures prospects into customers, and... Content marketing is is kind of a big thing today. Yeah,
0: and, and, and to kind of feed off of that, one of the things that I always look at is, does do my clients or does the marketplace, do they understand their customers? How do they consume information? Well, it could be age, it could be the marketplace, but how that content is being gathered, if you will, is very different. And also, what is the journey once they have that content? If you've got one piece of content being being facetious in a sense, and that's all you're putting out there, well, they move from awareness to interest to trial to consideration down the funnel, if you will, with They were that piece of content was left behind. Mm-hmm. So it's really important to make sure that uh, as, as your prospects and customers are moving through the channel, that we're delivering the right content at the right time to make sure we're driving whatever call to action that we want. So, Angelo, I'm sorry, you...
2: I was going to say, and that all goes into a content strategy, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay.
1: So are you saying then you need to write different or produce different content for different stages of the funnel?
0: Absolutely. Or
1: the customer's journey? The
0: customer's journey, right? So we look at customer centricity, right? Really having a customer focus Uh and understanding. In the beginning, they might be gathering information about your organization. So what is the best way to communicate that? Is that information on your website? Is it downloads? Is it uh, blogs? Well, they moved down the chain, if you will, and now they've gone from interest or awareness to interest, you know, to consideration. Now they want more information of how you're going to give them more and more facts to help them make that buying decision. The last statistic I saw was about 85% of B2B uh, business people will do all their research online before they ever pick up the phone to call you. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a content strategy and a way to deliver this information seamlessly and effectively – you know you're you're up against the wall so
1: one of the things that i've heard uh, in this area is not to frustrate the prospect right yeah absolutely and, and, and avoiding either not giving them the information they want, or making it hard for them to find what they're looking for.
0: Yeah, it, the goal is not to make it difficult, right? Because if it gets difficult, we've all been there. If you can't download that,
2: or they've asking too many questions to get that download, right? You know, I'm then, out. I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Which needs means you need visibility on the search engines, right? Because that's where most people search. And with content strategy, we want to do a lot of keyword research in order to identify how your audience is searching for your product and service. That content, that, those keywords need to be on your website and bound in your content strategy.
1: One of the things that I know from um, working with you, Steve, and seeing you work with our clients as well, is how important it is to see how long people stay on your site. And and it would seem to me that, guys, that a content strategy that's engaging would keep them on your site longer. Is that true?
2: Oh, totally. Uh, Actually, Google, part of their algorithm is uh, the click stream. So they're not necessarily into Google Analytics, but they are looking at the click stream of a particular user, if they'd stayed at uh, your site for six seconds and went to the competition and stayed for six minutes, that's a vote against. If you're number one eventually, and that continues to happen, eventually you're going to lose position. So yes, dwell time, pages per uh, session are all very important behavior metrics to pay attention to.
1: So the reason why we ask you two to present a joint kind of keynote to the to the business owners in the critical mass community is because, as you just said so well. These two strategies are so interconnected. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're going to have a content strategy, you also need to kind of have, I need that content to be found and to be relevant and to be interesting so that Big Brother, a.k.a. Google, gives me credit for all the hard work that I've put into
0: it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I think, and I'm going to segue just a little bit and, and I'm going to throw it back to Steve in a second, but one of the things that frustrates me as a strategist is the client will say, you know, I want to do SEO, and then we'll finally get an SEO program implemented, and, you know, four weeks later, they say, ah, it didn't work. Wow. And and so I think the, the idea, then, with content in general and SEO and all the things that have to kind of – they're kind of the yin and the yang, right? Right. One doesn't work without the other, as far as I'm concerned is setting expectations for, the, for you, you listeners out there. Set the expectations that this, some of this will take time, and you have to monitor and s- see where people are landing and what they're doing and how to change the content up. And one last thing before I throw it back to you is I've been personally looking for personalization engines. Some of them are really expensive, but to really watch your behavior on my site and serve you up the content that you're looking for real before time? you even real-time, that's where I, I want to see it go.
1: Wow. Wow, that does sound expensive, but so we wanted to throw it to you. I don't want to step in the front of that bus. So,
2: <laughs> now personalization definitely is part of the algorithm, and as you're improving the relevance of your offers to your audience, you're going to drive higher ROI. Um, I would say that you know, going back to the the content issue and keywords, you need to be able to measure those results. Measure how well specific blogs are playing. And you can do that in Google Analytics. And what I find so often is that brands are not investing enough time in analyzing that data that flows through Google Analytics to iterate their website and their content strategy forward.
1: So uh, that sounds like it's a never-ending thing to work on, iterate, update, moderate. I mean, wh- when you work with your clients, they're getting this information. What I, my question is, how do you help them to understand... What's the signal from the noise? What should they be focused on with Google Analytics? And uh, It may be different for different clients, but you know what I'm trying to say, Steve? There's almost such a wealth of information. How does a small business owner know where they should put their limited dollars against?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, and fortunately for for small business owners, Google Analytics is a free tool, and it's going to measure social media activity. It's going to measure your content uh, effectiveness. It's going to show you where people are staying on the site and also where they are bouncing off the site and so that you can dial in your strategy better by looking at those metrics. How frequently should they be looking at the data and adjusting? Well that's going to depend on the brand and how much traffic is flowing through the site but I would say for a small business maybe getting a thousand visits a month they need to look at it monthly at minimum.
1: Okay. And when you're working with clients and, you know, so he's saying looking at it monthly and you're saying they try for four weeks and go, ah, it didn't work. So yeah, well, exactly. you're, you're really uh, asking for a little bit longer term. Well, it does. When, and,
0: and actually, Steve and I have talked about this quite often. And, you know, it's a six month minimum okay. investment to start to see things happen. Right. And, and again, it's uh, I've said this before. Uh, there's no silver bullet when it comes to marketing and marketing strategy. So, I mean, this is a bullet in the chamber. It has to be, you know, make sure it's there when it's ready to be used. And all the stuff is integrated. And so there's things that generate quick leads. There's things that take a little more time. But ultimately, you want that engine really firing on all cylinders. And so for, uh, customers and clients, they have to be patient to make sure things are going on. But one of the things that Steve said is monitoring and watching. Because there's, it's instantaneous. You can run a campaign, you know who's opened it, who's clicked, and you can make adjustments very quickly, whether you're doing A-B testing and things like that. So there's a lot of paying attention to what's going on um, and looking at the analytics and just in general the feedback. But I like to always start, I'm going to go back to the strategy stuff, start with with the customer interviewing and understanding the customer's needs, wants and motivations and designing that content to make sure that we're fulfilling their needs.
1: Right. And and your experience, both of you is the ROI that a small or mid market company uses to justify and continue the commitment to strategic marketing, a strategic marketing plan, tactics and SEO and updating their website. Is it ROI solely on The revenue that it generates, or have they found other ways to justify the ROI? Maybe it's impressions, maybe it's their brand awareness. Are there other things that you would suggest to the business owners that are listening today that they could ask of their service providers beyond just how many sales can we tag to the efforts that we've put into it?
2: Well, what we do uh, when we take people on, because a lot of them are not e-commerce, and they're just lead gen, right? And they don't have anything beyond the website to really track sales, and therefore we have to track what's called key performance indicators. So those things like contact form fill, sign up for the newsletter, play a video, those things that you're driving calls to action on your website need to be tagged and measured in Google Analytics. And that's, that's a no-brainer we do right off the bat when we start with a company. Excellent.
0: Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. There's, there's always ways to measure and put a measurement against anything. I, I recently had a, a prospect who asked me to guarantee, which I can't, of course, how many leads and sales they were going to get from the program. So what I did is I stepped back and I did looked at best practices in their industry and looked at everything from open rates, from open rates to close, and, and, and put together a forecast based on industry standards. At least we had a benchmark to move forward with. right? And then we can, you know... Uh, clean it up and, and tune it up, if you will, as we go forward based on real data.
1: Because mm-hmm. I would think, interesting, because as you talked about the customer journey before, I would think you could put a set of metrics on the current state of, uh, and it may not be too polite, it might be embarrassing, you know, how little is actually mm-hmm. making it through digitally on your platform if you don't have a content strategy, and then start to look at kpis within that customer journey how do we keep moving them along right and and that might be showing you you're getting engagement which might lead to opportunity later but at least their eyeballs are on your platform not on your competitor yeah
2: i mean keywords and you can identify based on the landing page of a visit what keywords they were using but they can be intent based so you can identify based on the query where they are in the the buyers journey
1: so you said a word that i know i've given you, i've seen you give a talk on which is just amazing which is how people are now searching how they're using natural language to search they're asking questions you said query i'm thinking of the talk that you gave to teach our community about how do people actually seek information now online
2: well, yeah, voice search is driving a lot of change. That comes from the technology changes that we use as consumers to shop, and uh, the the long tail phrase is now winning the day. And a lot of searches now are not even going to websites, especially on mobile. They are getting what's called an instant answer or a featured snippet is kind of the technical term. Mm. And so you have to be cognizant of that, but how are we interacting with the smart speakers, and where is that going? Uh, In in the end, it's going to be a a single result. And so we got a lot of change coming down the pike with the way that we search and the way that we build content.
1: So I'm going to lead it to you in a uh, question, Angelo, to build on that. But before I do that, I just want to tell you that I was here in the studio before my first show, and Paul and I were talking about the cost of college today. And literally in five minutes, we found the the price of tuition at the 10 most expensive colleges in the United States, and then our, both of our alma matas, and all I did was ask my phone these questions, mm-hmm. and it served me the answers, and it read it to me. I didn't have to do anything, right? So
0: isn't, would you advocate as a part of a content strategy to have this in your portfolio? Well, I think you have to, and as Steve pointed out, this is where it's heading. And, and it's also a good indication. You, I forget what you call them, smart what?
2: Uh, featured snippets featured
0: snippets right and that's a great way to figure out how people are searching and what they're searching for as well and so you have to have all these different pieces because the way we search and our behaviors have changed I actually just added and I'm testing a chat bot to my site and I sat there one day for a few hours and I programmed it based on all sorts of different questions it could ask. Really and then I went on myself and myself (laughs) and did it and talked to myself over my website. It was fascinating that I could I could do that without ever having to be on the computer.
2: Right. Those conversational queries like who, what, when, where, why, how, those are the things that people are asking Google now by voice. And then as you mentioned uh, Angelo Those questions are on the search engine results pages. So Google is literally telling you what questions your audience is asking. And it's a great FAQ strategy because Mm -hmm. you can build an FAQ, a frequently asked question page on your website and list all these things and it's really serving the audience as just like Google is asking you to do.
1: So, that is a part of one of Steve's talks that he's given to my community on the power of an FAQ and how generally straightforward it can be to get started because Google gives you so many related things to think about. And I have to be honest, it has been on my to do list since your talk. I keep moving it every Saturday. That's, post. that's a Saturday that's a Saturday project. I keep moving it from Saturday to Saturday. Eventually I'm going to get that damn FAQ done and it's all because of you because I believe in the power of it.
2: It's four lines. Come on. You gave me a question and it's four line answer. You can do it, Rick. Cut and paste. I know,
1: but it is these kind of ideas that are approachable for a small business. I'm a solopreneur, so if I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it myself, right? Yep. Um, but it, it's these kind of answers that can really elevate your brand online and make you more available to the people who might need your services or products.
0: Yeah, for you know, it's, it's interesting. As a small business, I've been experimenting with some tools, and it's just amazing the results I'm starting to see and, and the opportunities I'm starting to see. And I'm not really doing anything once I've implemented these tools. It's doing it all for me. Mm. And again, that's, and if so, I can drive more people, then I mean that I'm going to have potentially more results. But the interesting part is I can literally see, if you're on my website now, I can see where you came in. I can see where you went. I can see how long you've been on there. I can see when you dropped off. I can see when you come back, you know, and it's really, it's so interesting to me and it's real time.
1: So this is information that's available to everybody out there that has a website, right?
2: Anybody that's got Google Analytics installed.
1: Right. And yeah. so I think that should be everybody in the critical mass community, especially after you guys give your keynote talk uh, on the 20th of September. But anybody's listening to Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast, this is table stakes now, ladies and gentlemen. It it's is, a, it yeah. is a really a important thing that you should be monitoring, at least according to Steve, monthly. And if it's really important, probably more than that. Yeah. And to your point, many of our listeners have a tactical marketing department they may not have a strategic marketing department because they want to get results now and that strategy stuff sounds like that's way off in the future and what's the return on that investment right but the value of that is the playbook exactly that allows you to execute more cleanly
0: well and more efficiently more cleanly and it's get your budgets maximize your budgets
1: right Right. And know where you're going and have an expectation. I think, you know, we talked in the peer groups this month about getting people to change, right, and the natural resistance to change. And we talked about how important it is to make it easy for the first step to get them on that road. And I think doing something in this area that gets you started, gets your confidence up, start by getting Google Analytics on your website and then start by looking at the results and starting to figure out what you do with that information. Well,
0: right? As you said, it, it's the ante. I mean, you, you gotta you got to ante up with at least Google Analytics to be in the game. Right.
1: And if you don't understand what you're seeing, then uh, there, are, there are people that can help you with that. Two of them just happen to be in the studio today. <laughs> how fortunate am I? <laughs> and maybe you could tell them how they could find you online, and we'll start with you,
0: Angelo. All right. Well, Angelo Ponzi. Uh, my website is theponzigroup.com, P-O-N-Z dot or certainly on LinkedIn, you can connect with me. And also, I'm going to give myself a plug. I also have a radio show and podcast called the Business Growth Cafe here on octalkradio.net as well. And hopefully you'll tune in and subscribe.
1: It's a great half-hour show. Strong guests. I mean, you really do. You have a good lineup. You've gotten a really good job of getting people on that have knowledge.
2: Steve, how do people find you? I'm Steve Pitchford with Search Optimizers. You can find us at searchoptimizers.com. You can find me on LinkedIn, and I am also currently speaking at SCORE uh, on Google Analytics. So uh, hit up the SCORE uh, calendar and check it out.
1: I have to say, ladies and gentlemen, we're really lucky to have these two advisors in our community. They are indicative of the kind of quality that we have I call them my faculty these are two of my faculty members <laughs> they are educating our CEOs and business owners there's so much that you have to know to successfully run a small to mid-sized business That's anywhere true. especially in California and these are two of the kind of people that bring their knowledge and share it for free on a monthly basis in the community and I truly appreciate you guys doing You're that to I, I thank you to Rick. Ask for a raise but <laughs> <you> know,
0: <laughs> it's free. Okay. I'll double your salary double <laughs> it
1: all right and uh, I want to thank you both for giving of your time to the community and today to be here on a It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank the uh, engineer for today's show, Mr. Paul Roberts. Paul! Hey! And my three producers without whom we could not do this show each week. Joan Park, Crystal Nunley, and our newest producer who just started her class routine again at Cal State Fullerton, Nicole Terry. Uh, If you'd like to connect with me, let's do it on LinkedIn. I'm Richard Franzi, F-R-A-N-Z-I. And until the next show, I hope all of your business decisions will move your company in a positive direction